what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast with Juliana. Today, we are going to talk about doubts and discouragements. I'm sure these are your all-time fave things, not really. However, I do believe that this message is relevant, it's timely, it's something that sometimes we need other people to just call us out on our stuff, right? We could live a majority of our life in doubt and discouragement and be okay with it. A lot of people do. However, that is not how you access the promises of God, and by no means with the authority that you do have, do you have to stay there, okay? So I wanted to just talk around this and and hopefully give you a different perspective or a way to view this so that you know when you are experiencing doubt or when you are battling some discouragement, you're human, okay? So there's no guilt, shame, condemnation, but this is something to be diligent about in your awareness so that it does not rule you, okay? You are here on the earth to rule and reign in life. Doubt and discouragement are not, all right? They're great tools that the enemy likes to use to keep us stuck, to steal our joy, to kill our peace, right? To really turn us into some crazy human beings. However, (laughs) we do not have to give in to that. And it's really imperative to keep in mind that where focus goes, energy flows, okay? So whatever we make the object of our focus, whatever we choose to think on, to meditate on day and night, the word tells us to to literally meditate on God's word day and night, okay? And there's a reason for that. It's because some other things that we meditate on are not gonna bring us the freedom. They're not gonna bring us into divine encounters. They're not going to bring us into the peace, right? And into the flow of grace that allows us to be creative, that allows us to be good receivers of divine information to operate in our lives with, right? So let me do some basic steps here. First and foremost, let's break down doubt and discouragement so that you're clear (laughs) on what these feel like when you have them taking over in your life, okay? So doubt is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Hear that. Doubt is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction, all right? Now, what's interesting about this is it's in the family of fear, right? And a lot of times we give in to fear because we live in the unknown, right? Life is uncertain, but we have the privilege of putting our faith and our confidence, our hope, our expectancy, our focus in God, who is certain. God is a sure thing, right? And that is an honor and that is a privilege, right? In a world that is dark, it is an honor 
to be light, to access joy, the joy of the Lord that is our strength, to choose peace, right? Even in the midst of challenging circumstances and situations. That's a privilege to be able to do that, right? Now, will people, not always, but it is a privilege. And I think when you actually treat it as such, you'll actually enjoy the benefits of it also, okay? So doubt, you can be facing an uncertain situation with certainty. Powerful, okay? But doubt is a feeling. It's a feeling. And our feelings are energy in motion, right? They're not permanent. They're something that we are meant to feel. They give us information. A lot of times it's not always true or validated information, right? A lot of times if we just let them rule us, right, we can react in life and really get things out of context and not not be happy with the consequences of that. So keep in mind, doubt is a feeling. Doesn't mean that it's true, but it is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction, okay? And something that I do when I study words as a word nerd, right, is I, I look at the opposite, right? So here it's saying it's a lack of conviction. So what do I need? I need conviction. I need that knowing. I need that certainty. And faith is certainty, okay? So I, I know that if I am starting to feel uncertain, that I'm not going to just let that run wild in my life, right? I need to activate my faith. I need to give myself um, this is a funny side story. I had some folks that I was in a pre-launch community group for a church and we were in a small group together and they're a married couple and they say to each other, which I think is hilarious. However, if I were in the same situation, I probably wouldn't think it's funny, but they can look at each other and just know when one or the other needs a Jesus timeout. Right? So if somebody looked me in the face and said, you need a Jesus timeout, I hope I would laugh, but I don't know if I always would, especially if I'm in a mood, right? But I'm grateful for that example because it is hilarious and that is what you need somebody to look you in the face and say rather than making it a thing, right? Oh, you just need your Jesus timeout. How about you go have one of those and then when it gets civil, we can talk again, right? Okay, back to word definitions. Okay, so the other one is discouragement. And again, I think this is so important because we can say these words and not fully understand what they mean, right? Or just like we can say, well, I'm just frustrated. Okay, well, what is the root of that? What's actually behind the frustration? Go deeper than that. Because if we just constantly live in frustration, there's no freedom in that, right? So sometimes when you can get beneath the surface and actually identify the real, real of what's behind the frustration, you can get free from it. So with discouragement, it means a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. It literally says dispiritedness. What? Okay, so that means that I am no longer under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Hear me, oh man, okay? A loss of confidence or enthusiasm. I am discouraged when I am no longer under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm, you know, taking a detour into fear I am future tripping and getting anxious about the future, which means that I'm not in the present. I'm somewhere else, right? I am maybe fixating and ruminating on the past, right? But I definitely am not here now making the most of this moment, okay? It also says that discouragement is an attempt to prevent something by showing disapproval or creating difficulties, deterrent. Interesting, isn't that? An attempt to prevent 
something by showing disapproval or creating difficulties. Okay. So I'm trying to think if there's a related word, dun, dun, dun. very close to despair, hopelessness, pessimism, disheartment, dismay, gloominess. There's also a spirit of discouragement. Okay. So this, this can usually be a series of hardships of various kinds, insults, attacks, offenses, um, could even be sins that we give into where we just stay in this place of being constantly discouraged, right? And pessimistic and always murmuring. So that's something that you definitely don't want to give way to or just submit to its influence, right? We want to humble ourselves before God and he will lift us up. He will lift us up out of that stuff, okay? So just to hold up a couple of verses that when you are in doubt or when you are in discouragement, right? So either when you are um, just going back to that, right? When you are feeling uncertain or you're feeling like you're lacking that conviction or you're sensing hopelessness or a loss of enthusiasm, right? And that joy, like you ain't even activating it. Like you don't even know where your joy is. You did not wake up with it, right? <laughs> you do not know where you put that, right? When you start to sense that that's coming up, the word actually gives us things to do. It, it tells us what to activate. Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Okay. So you can permit yourself to be moved by doubt or discouragement, but God says that he will never permit the righteous to be moved. So what we often miss is this step of casting the doubt, casting the discouragement onto God, because it also says in the word that he shows up strong in our weakness. But if we fail to identify it and release it and cast it over to him, he can't show up strong, right? Another one is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, right? And that was with discouragement. So do not be discouraged, right? Because that was a uh, word um, synonym, right? It was close to hopelessness, dismay, right? And it says here, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. Be not discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Come on. That, that should be, if you actually meditate on this word and you receive it, that girds you with strength. Because typically what we want to do is we want to effort, we want to assert, we want to force, we want to control, we want to manipulate, we want to push, you know what I mean? We want, we create a sense of urgency. We, we make things dramatic and chaotic real quick because we do not choose to get out of the way, right? Which is getting out of our way is deciding that we're not going to give in to fear. <laughs> we are not going to do that. I'm not going to fear because God is with me. He tells me not to be discouraged, so I'm going to cast my discouragement onto him, and I'm going to remember in this moment and praise God that he is my God, that he will strengthen me, that he will help me, that he will uphold me with his righteous right hand, okay? So that is an example. It also says in Joshua 1.9, 
have I not commanded you? <laughs> There's a self-check from God, right? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Okay, so that's essentially saying, okay, I know you're tempted right now to freak out and to lose your cool. I can see that. I'm telling you though, chill. I've got this. You don't need to know all the details because I know them, right? And I'm God, so we're good here, right? <laughs> He's basically like, sit down, right? So sitting down too, God is seated in heavenly places. So we, we can be seated in Christ in the midst of a situation. And that's actually a power position. When we're at rest in the midst of a situation where we might want to handle it in our own strength, we choose to rest in God and operate in wisdom and respond if and when he says to. Okay. All right. So I wanted to, now that we have some definition work done, we've laid some of the groundwork here and we can see that we don't have to give into it. We don't have to submit to that influence. We actually get to choose what influence we're going to be under and give yourself grace here. This isn't something that you just get good at automatically. This is something that you practice and you get better at like anything else in life, right? But God shows up strong in your weakness. So keep that in mind. A lot of times we just try to hide our weak at, our weakness. But then when we do that, we have to shoulder the weight, okay, of, of taking things into our own hands that we probably weren't supposed to carry in the first place. And that's never a fun thing. And that's not God's plan for you either, okay? So here's the thing. <laughs> a lot of times, okay, we are very excited when we get a prophetic word, when we start getting clarity on a vision, when we meet that special human that we want to do life with, when um, a door or an opportunity seems to be opening. There's so many things that seem to amp us up, if you will. Like we get super excited and immediately we just want to jump into action, okay? We just want to launch out into the deep. We're like, yes, right? Okay. Now, the thing happens is if you've ever, another visual for this is if you've ever been treading water, I know as a young human, I grew up on the swim team as one of the many sports that I got to dabble in. And one of the things that they did was they would throw us into the deep end, right? And they would just teach us how to tread water for minutes at a time, which is painful right like you can do that for a minute and like giggle right but if you're like at five minutes ten minutes you are like wishing you had some sort of floaty or if you could just like tap me out right so that's sometimes what it can feel like in our faith journeys right where we have this prophetic word there's a lot of excitement around the beginning of it we start taking action but then almost immediately within taking action we get some sort of roadblock right we, we come up against turbulence we come up against a challenge you know something that we didn't see some people can call that being blindsided right we just have something happen where we're like wait a minute did i hear god like are we sure like this doesn't feel like how this is supposed to go so just to give you some context this is something that i um 
expand about in my new book. So side note, if you have not gone to julianapage.com and gotten my daily five download, that also instantly connects you to my newsletter. And I'm not one of those spammy type people. So I just send out updates of exciting things, which a new book is one of the exciting things. It's super exciting. And I break down this process a little bit in there too. So if you haven't done that, make sure that you go do that as well. So go to julianapage.com, put in your name and your email, and you will be one of the first to know when you can get your hands on a pre-order. Okay, on the pre-order list. All right, so the, the steps here, a lot of times we have this dream, we have this desire, we have this prophetic word, we've got a vision, we've got this idea, we got a strategy, and we're like action mode on, right? Like we're ready, okay? So then almost instantly, it seems, it, like within, sometimes it's within hours, days, right, weeks, there's a disappointment. And you're like, dang, like really though? Like I thought for sure that I was tracking with what God said, like this felt so right. Like I had this conviction and this confidence. I was so encouraged. I was so optimistic. I just like felt my faith rising about this thing. Like I did not see this disappointment coming and like now I'm confused, right? Like this is not, this is not how this is supposed to go, right? So then we get into that phase and then is the next phase, which is super fun. Everyone's favorite, which is usually where they meet me. <laughs> Which is the character development. I mean, and this can be years, okay? But there is character development, all right? And then there is the demonstration of the prophetic word of the idea of the vision, right? So there is process. There, there's a cycle, right, that, that these manifestations or these demonstrations of what God has promised you go through. This, again, can be years, okay? So there is... Uh, a girlfriend that is a part of a community, a faith community, and she had really been wanting to conceive. She'd been married for um, seven years, and for six years they could not conceive at all. And she started going down the IVF journey and just kept getting so much discouragement and so much disappointment. And she happened to be on a public platform. So a lot of people kept you know, seeing this and, and being on her entire faith journey, right? Which is a very human thing, right? Like it's actually a choice to be like, you know what? I can choose discouragement and in this moment I might, right? But the fact that I'm still gonna embrace new mercy every morning and to keep believing God and I know that he's promised me this, I'm gonna keep going after this. And finally, even just this week, she found out that um, she is in fact four weeks pregnant and she is like, this is the time that God is fulfilling that promise for her. But that was seven years in the making. Okay. And it was six long, hard years of disappointment and character development. Right. And then it's finally demonstrating itself, which is still a process. There's still stewardship there. Right. She still has to walk out the whole pregnancy and it's its own thing. So for, for those that, you know, might be in in one of those phases be encouraged that th those cycles are in fact normal they're common right but we're not always told that we think that we're just going to get a word and then it's going to happen next week right and that's just not always how it is so i did want to highlight that but typically in those in-betweens right when the disappointment happens or in the developing character stage right 
that's where doubt and discouragement can really creep in because we typically in this time, again, I don't say it's always this way and every person has unique experience with God, right? But typically in these uh, phases, right? This is where doubt and discouragement creep in and the wait can seem like forever. And we can really start to question if we really heard God properly or if God changed his mind or um, how do I contend? Do I stand for this? Am I cut out for this? Do I have it in me? Right? Like I just feel like I'm in a fiery furnace. I feel like I'm being tested in so many ways. I just don't feel clear anymore. I feel like I need a revelation. I'm not having encounters like I did. It can just feel messy. This is the messy middle, right? So what starts to happen though is we instead of resisting the doubt and discouragement by shifting our focus right by praising by worshiping by um casting our cares onto the lord because he cares for us by spending time in his word and having more quiet time and you know being fed and feeding our soul right and allowing God to, to do a work in us, we start acting all sorts of kind of crazy ways. We start trying to force an agenda. We start trying to jump ship and abandon ship. We start um, trying to control things or manipulate things. We try to piece things together in our own strength. We try to lean on our own understanding. We try to run from God, right? We try to avoid any sort of quiet time. It's almost like being malnourished is the best way that I can say that. But you can tell that you're you're drifting or you're getting into this mode. I want to give you a couple examples. I made some notes about this just to give you a sense of how you can tell that you're definitely not uh, being fed, okay? And, and you could be becoming lukewarm. And, and God hates lukewarm. He, in fact, spits it out, right? You can be hot, you can be cold, but don't be lukewarm, right? So a lot of times in this messy middle, when we let doubt and discouragement and fear and all these different derivatives of the word take over, things like this might start happening. There could be a loss of desire for prayer, worship, and time with God. There could be giving up your first love, God, for other things, right? And it could even be like silly things, silly things like overeating or playing PlayStation or like zoning out on Netflix and Amazon Prime or... Um, going out and drinking and just numbing activities of some kind, right? It could be having no fruit to match your confession of faith. Interesting. So you're getting out of integrity and that never feels good. It could be a mediocre attitude about serving or building the kingdom, being indifferent to prayer and your prayers are ineffective. So you could be praying, but nothing is happening. Or you even find yourself just saying the same prayers over and over, kind of just like because you quote unquote should do that you feel complacent or idle like you're just in a holding pattern you're just like hanging out like nothing new is happening there's no inspiration you're just hanging out you feel extremely reluctant to sacrifice anything you don't feel burdened for the poor or those suffering you begin neglecting spiritual activities and responsibilities and you are unable to clearly see you are not where you once were with god okay so i call this drifting the word calls it being lukewarm but it is not a healthy place to be and that's where you are really vulnerable or susceptible to temptation okay um and just giving in to maybe sins that 
that you once participated in or going back to things that God had delivered you from, that kind of stuff can start happening, okay? So it is important to be diligent because the enemy roams around, right? Waiting for whom he can devour, okay? So this is something to really pay attention to. And devour means by literally getting control over you, either by putting you to sleep, if you will, by distracting you, by discouraging you, by trying to kill and steal and destroy, right? He just runs his agenda all the time. So pay attention for that, okay? Now here's the thing. <laughs> I uh, have a funny story. So I was in a conversation with somebody and they were sharing something to me uh, about an experience and about how somebody was showing up and they just said, it was just so unattractive, right? And I'm like, wow, like how, for some reason it registered different in my head. Like I was tracking with them and hearing what they were saying, but that's what we're like sometimes. We actually have an unattractive energy frequency, okay? It's actually repulsive, meaning we repulse, we push away the things that we desire because we become unattractive, okay? And it's ugly. <laughs> and I wanna help you clarify what that is, okay? So when you think about energy, when you think about a frequency, when you think about a vibration, it is a rhythm. It is a sound. It is a frequency. It is a sound wave, right? It has its own rhythm. It has its own tune, okay? And in the beginning was the word, right? God spoke the world into being. So a lot of God is energy, right? It's something we experience God is a frequency, right? Uh, that's why I always say God's vibes matter, right? I really interpret a lot of my relationship with God through energy, through thoughts, through emotions, through feeling, through my heart, through what is going on in my being. So when you think about your energy frequency, right? What is it actually to you? What is it attracting, right? What, what are you uh, pushing away, okay? So think about it this way. We have thoughts, right? And we can usually sense what we're thinking about by what is in our world, right? So when we're thinking a bunch of negative things, we usually are surrounded by people that are thinking those same things too, or we find opportunities or experiences that continue to perpetuate that negativity, right? But when we're joyful and positive, it just seems like things are always working out for us. That's just normal. Things always work out for us, right? So with our moods too, our moods, can be passive aggressive, they can be controlling, they can be pushy, they can be aggressive, right? Think about that. How is your mood, okay? What about your emotions? What emotions are you living in every day? Is it doubt? Is it discouragement? Is it um, heaviness, right? Or even what is in your heart? Is it a bunch of offense and unforgiveness? Like when you're around other people, do you only find yourself talking about the same things? Like your energy could be really unattractive, meaning it is not attractive and you are not attracting or being a receiver for the things that you ultimately want. Meaning, if you are unattractive energetically, you are gonna find people that are just like you. They're a match for exactly who you're being, right? They will mirror what you've got going on, okay? When you start leveling up your energy, right? When we 
meditate on the word of God, when we think with the mind of Christ, right? When we allow God to restore a spirit of sa- uh, a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind in us, rather than operating out of this spirit of discouragement and these other things, right? When we allow God to actually heal our heart, when we talk with God about what's going on in our heart, right? When we release and give those things over to God and repent, right? And turn from the things that are not serving us, we actually become attractive, right? For, for what it is that we do desire, what it is that we do want, for who it is that we actually desire to become, right? We are literally activating those traits in ourselves and actually attracting or becoming ready for the next things that God has for us. Hopefully that's making sense, but I just feel like it's so visually helpful for visual learners <laughs> or those that are very sensory humans to hear that your energy frequency can be unattractive okay and that's essentially what's going on when we're giving into the wrong things or when we're under the wrong things right like you could be walking down the street and and, uh okay i have another visual i was uh, a track runner i ran track in college okay and there was you know i i guess they were seniors they were above me okay and so we're running on the track and somebody did like this air hanky and it was disgusting, like completely unattractive, grossed me out. I had to make sure to like run out of <laughs> the way of this flying nasty thing, right? It was just the most repulsive thing, right? But I'm like, think about that with energy. Things that we do, things that we think, things that we are feeling, they can be unattractive, meaning it's not... It's not where we want to hang out. And it helps when you can identify that so that you don't continue to choose it. Okay? So hopefully that is helping somebody. All right. So now that you know that, here are a couple things to to keep in mind so that you can shift it. Okay? When doubt and discouragement are present, it's important to be aware of that and know that that's unattractive. Meaning that that is not going to move you closer to the promise, to the dream, that that is not how you're wired, that that is not your divine DNA, that there's no going back to the former things. You were told to forget those and perceive the new thing, right? So doubt and discouragement are not going to help you. They're not tools that are going to help you. They can trigger you and they can help you pivot, right? But they're not helpful to carry, okay? So the key here is to stop offering a vibration that is preventing grace from flowing. So don't let it dominate. It's okay. You don't have to get spastic about this when it comes up because we're human and it's going to, right? Anxiety, fear, doubt, discouragement, things are going to come up that, that try to mess with us, try to mess with our face, mess, mess with our energy frequency, okay? But what you want to make sure of is that you don't let those things dominate, that it is a clue to you, right? It is a a trigger for you, a sensor for you to activate something different, okay? And to shift the atmosphere because you have that power. The word actually says, prepare the way for the Lord. This is how I like to uh, describe this shift of energy and shifting an atmosphere, okay? So this actually comes from, bum, ba, da, ba. okay, this actually comes from Isaiah 40, verse 3. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Okay, so this is just saying, get out of the way and let God move, right? If you take over right now, it's going to go crazy right and you're gonna make a mess so get out of the way and let god move all right 
So here, here's a way to, to think about this. When you are in the messy middle, what is most active in you? What is your most dominant belief? Okay. Cause a lot of times we either have faith in the desire, in the dream, in the prophetic word, in the idea, in the business, in the relationship, whatever. We either have faith in it or we have faith in the absence of it. Hear that. We either have faith in it or faith in the absence of it. Okay. And one of those is some is one that is more practiced. It's become more dominant, right? Because we get what we think about whether we want it or not. All right. And where focus goes, energy flows. And the more we focus some kind of way, the more we give in to doubt and discouragement, the more that becomes dominant in our life, unless we are bold and courageous, unless we decide to not fear in the moment where we could choose fear and we activate something different. Okay, it's not enough just to be like, no, I'm not going to fear. You've got to activate something different. Otherwise, nothing changes, right? So prepare the way for the Lord is deciding I'm going to use my authority. I'm going to access what God has given me, right? I'm going to cast this because that's not going to help me right now. And I'm going to trust it in its place. There's a divine exchange that's going to happen. I'm going to be strengthened because God is my strength. I'm going to be encouraged. God is going to build me up. He's going to give me wisdom. He's going to give me the power to take this next step or to stand here if that's what he wants me to do and just be still while he handles it, right? He's going to give me the wisdom to show up and keep progressing, okay? Now, God knows what you want. <laughs> he knows the secret petitions of your heart and he, he wants you to be delighted more than you do, okay? He knows where you are in the journey. He knows exactly how to get to you to the place that he's prepared for you and he knows how to get you and help you get out of the holding pattern that you might be in so if you are caught up in some sort of doubt or discouragement god knows how to shift you out of that okay and it really for you also when it comes to building faith faith is like practicing a different vibration if you have been somebody that has been a worry wart, if you have been a people pleaser, if you have been a controller, <laughs> if you've been a perfectionist, if you've really embraced leaning on your own understanding and figuring things out in your own strength, this is really about practicing a different vibration. Faith feels extremely foreign and uncomfortable to somebody that has been relying on their own strength and navigating life in their own understanding, okay? And it's really... We clear resistance, we get out of the way, if you will. We move resistance from our pathway and prepare the way for God when we practice something different, okay? Because again, if we're going to focus on clearing resistance, we're just going to see resistance everywhere, okay? So we want to focus on what it is that we want to activate and the resistance will clear as we do that. It's counterintuitive in a sense, right? But we don't want to put our focus on what's wrong. We want to put our focus on what's right and that shifts everything. Okay, so in this case, right, it's less about effort and action and, and fixing things, right, and finding all the things that are wrong and plugging the holes and like doing all that kind of stuff, right? It's less effort because we just end up saying things that we don't want to say. We like push to the point of breaking something and creating a mess, right? So less efforting looks like more humility and more appreciation, more humility and more appreciation. This is actually surrender, okay? And I'm gonna go into that a little bit here. But we don't want to drive harder when what we're doing isn't working. 
You don't do it harder when it's not working, right? We want to develop our faith where we want to shift, not even hope. Hope still has some sort of residue of I'm not believing. I have doubt. I'm hopeful that it might work, but I really am more dominant in my doubt, right? So that's not faith. Faith is a knowing. It's a certainty, okay? And it's a trust. And that usually comes from divine encounters. It comes from spending time with God. It comes from divine encounters with God. It comes from building a track record with God, remembering what God has done in your life. That's the appreciation piece. It comes from knowing that God knows what you desire, that God has good plans and purposes from your life. It comes from meditating on his word and confessing it out loud over your life because his word doesn't return void. It's it's really developing yourself to be a good receiver, right? You can't give what you don't receive and God has everything that you need, right? So it's just getting before him and being still and letting him fill you up and being a really good receiver so that you can see clearly, right? You can see clearly what he has for you. He will affirm you. He will strengthen you. He will guide you, even if it's just giving you a word. Sometimes that's all we need is a piece of revelation downloaded from God, right? To help us make faith the more dominant belief, right? And when our faith is healthy and consistent, right? It's our faith that pleases God. Our faith makes us whole, okay? So we really can't receive our desires when we're active in our doubt and discouragement. So this isn't something to be casual about. This is something, again, to be diligent about and not just accept that it's normal. It's normal to be human and to experience a mix of emotions and feel all of them, right? But keeping certain emotions active is counterproductive to your walk, your faith walk, okay? So that's what I wanna highlight. And just to wrap this up, the humility appreciation piece really was spoken over me this morning in my quiet time. It actually comes from Isaiah 66, and I pulled the Passion Translation, and I just thought that it was so powerful, okay? So it says this. God's resting place is with the humble. Come on. So if you want God to come and rest with you and spend time with you and experience his presence, be transformed by his presence, encounter him. His resting place is with the humble. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up, right? Okay, this is what Yahweh says. The heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where is the place I will rest? My hand made these things, so they all belong to me, declares Yahweh. But there is one my eyes are drawn to, the humble one, the tender one, the trembling one who lives in awe of all I say. But the one who offers a bull with no humility is like one who kills a man. The one who offers a lamb without contrition is like one who breaks a dog's neck. The one who brings grain offerings with no heart purity is like one who offers pig's blood. The one who offers incense with no sincerity is like one who kisses an idol. They all have chosen their own way, not mine, and they take delight in these disgusting things. So I choose to punish them and to bring them on them what they fear the most because I called out to them and they ignored me. I spoke and they did not listen, but did what is evil in my sight and chose what I despise. 
Hear the words of Yahweh, you who tremble at what he says. Shame on your own people who reject you and hate you, claiming they do it for my sake. For they mock you, saying, may Yahweh be glorified. Let us rejoice. Okay, so it continues. It, it continues and talks about how God intervenes and then how God will extend prosperity like a river. Um, and you will find comfort and joy. God will restore your joy. He will revive your soul. He will cause you to flourish. Like it really turns into this beautiful um, passage. So I encourage you to go read it. But I think the main piece that I'm highlighting here is that God, God comes and spends time with the humble, right? Those who seek after him with all their heart will find him, right? So if you're, if you're sensing that God hasn't been near, maybe you haven't drawn near, right? I usually flip it. Whatever we feel like God is not doing, we initiate it, right? And then we experience God show up in, in mighty ways. It's super, super powerful. So that is one that I wanted to highlight for you. Again, that's Isaiah 66, and it's the Passion Translation. And then also, I want to encourage you with James 1.6. It says, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind right? As people of faith, as believers, <laughs> not doubters, we don't want to be constantly shifted and tossed to and fro and just very weak in our faith. In anything, we want to be strong in our faith, okay? And it comes from practicing it, right? And stepping out in it and developing it and choosing to activate faith when doubt and discouragement are options, Okay, so it's not something that just happens on its own. It's something that we activate. It's something that we know we have access to. It's something that we choose to walk in and to choose to model. Okay, so I hope this encouraged you, but you absolutely have the power and authority to stop offering an unattractive energy frequency that's really keeping you stuck in a holding pattern and keeping you away from everything that you ultimately desire and do want. But... If you will choose to fear not, if you will choose to be bold and courageous, if you will choose to prepare the way for the Lord and really get out of the holding pattern, right? And just practice a different vibration, you will clear this resistance in your life. You will be able to step into the promised place that God has to you, into the promised land that he has for you, into the good plans and purposes that he has for your life. But God has a part and you have a part. And the key is to know it powerfully, keep having these encounters with God because they do something incredible for your faith, right? And, and keep choosing to seek the kingdom first and let these other things be added to you. All right. Oh my goodness. I hope this message blessed you. I think it was a bit of a teaser. I told you it was about doubt and discouragement, but it was really about faith. Um, but I do hope that it encouraged you. If you would like more help and support, you can go visit julianapage.com. There are coaching services over there. There's different books that can encourage your spirit for sure. There's a self-mastery course and there's other ways that we can get connected. So that's probably the hub that you can connect in. From there, you can find YouTube and social media and all the things. All right, guys, until next time. Stay